Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. All right mi gente, so this solo episode, ah, my goodness, this is when you know that the, you know, final dates for my exams are coming through or coming soon just because more has been added on my plate than usual. Because I'm not going to lie, studying for your graduate degree as well as doing your podcast and working and all that good stuff, it does take time. So time management and planning ahead is definitely a big factor that needs to be put into place. However, with my solo episodes, mi gente, I don't know what it is, but I've tried the whole pre-recording my solo episodes and I just don't feel as genuine, if that makes sense. Because for me, when I upload on a weekly basis, you know, these episodes, I feel like I'm just as updated as all, with all of you in regards to what's being out in the news right now or into regards of how I'm currently feeling and I don't know. I just think that's awesome. However, with my interview episodes, I oh, I really do need to plan those ahead just to make sure that, you know, the scheduling works well for my interviewees as well as for myself. And with interview episodes, even though they do come out a little later, the genuine, genuine feelings are still there because when you're having those types of conversations with individuals who are just as passionate in the field of higher education as you are, those conversations can get very deep and very uplifting. So I don't know. I, I like the way I record. I love the way that I upload episodes. It's just, however, when I do do solo episodes and I have a lot going on specifically that week, it, that's when you start to see some of the cons in regards to not recording ahead of time with these solo episodes, if that makes sense. But We'll see. We'll see how season three takes it. And if I decide to just like so do solo episodes ahead of time or not, we'll see how it goes, mi gente. Now, we're going to go ahead and talk about, you know, the huge fact of the day. And mi gente, me first generation college students. And that's pretty much all of us who are tuning in right now. November is known as the month of first generation college student celebrations. And the official day that was marked on the calendars like nationally for this day is November 8th. Now, the reason why November 8th was chosen was due to, hold on, let me find the name of the act, which by the way, I'm getting all my information on an article that was written on firstgen.naspa.org. Now, November 8th is chosen as the National First Generation College Celebration to honor the anniversary of the signing of the Higher Education Act of 1965. And that act really focused on providing more assistance resources to first generation students that were just trying to make it specifically the students that were coming from the low income background as well as a minority background. Now, on my Instagram, I actually created a reel for this and just shared and gave, you know, attention to this day. However, for colleges and universities, it is strongly advised that they try and make 
no the month of November, just really focus on recognizing first generation students' accomplishments, successes, and even stories, whether you're at the graduate level or the undergrad level. And as I previously mentioned, there are some four-year universities or two-year universities that celebrate the entire November month, or they celebrate like the week or the day or whatever it may be. Now, mi gente, on this website, which I will definitely link on the, I guess, like the description for this solo episode, this website also has a lot of information in regards to what campuses are actually doing to celebrate. And it's not only the UC and CSU campuses that this website highlights. It also highlights other campuses that are other states in the U.S. Now, specifically... There is actually a virtual conference that was created by the UCs, and it's going to be completely focused on first-generation student success. I actually signed up to attend the one that's going to be happening next week, The this conference. It's virtual, of course, because of everything going on, and I'm just excited to see like what's going to happen, what's going to be shared and whatnot, and just to make sure that I'm not giving the wrong information in regards to like which topics are going to be brought into this research conference specifically focused and celebrating first generation student success i am going to link this website into the episode description so you can go ahead and check it out and these conferences are free and you don't have to be well most of them are free and you do not have to be currently enrolled at that institution to attend that conference and just hear some amazing stories and view some successes and oh it's just a great time so me first generation gente Although a majority, or let's say all the time, I'm always cheering you on, myself on, because we are first gen, this month, the month of November, truly is for you. Now, moving on forward, mi gente, I also have like some more exciting news for Cafecito con Estrellita. Well, one, I know I've shared this before in season one, but I've to make Cafecito con Estrellita happen, I used this microphone that I found at Walmart for $20, and it's the brand on. And I use it while I'm also using GarageBand because GarageBand allows me to like be a little more flexible in regards to how I want my voice tone to sound and just all that good stuff. However, I finally, finally collected enough side money now, let me explain what I mean by that. So, as we know, grad school can be expensive. Well, well school in general is expensive. And then adulting is expensive. Eh, bills come. Ah, all that jazz. So, I actually, especially since this semester, I've mainly just been focusing on passing my university exams before being enrolled again in full-time courses for the spring. Um, because my schedule has been a little more flexible where I can, like, see and choose how I want my study time to be for these exams, the CSETs and whatnot, um, I've been able to pick up shifts at my local diner that I know I've definitely talked about too. And the tip money I collect from there, I actually use to help like, you know, fund this podcast. Like 
If you follow our Instagram, Cafecito con Estrellita, I'm pretty sure you've seen my ring light and when I show behind the scenes things. Um, you probably see the MacBook Air that I use. You most likely see like just, just different things that I put into the podcast. I definitely do pay for the When I have interviews with other people, I use this platform called StreamYard and well, that's a monthly subscription. So a lot of the tips I get from my diner job help me like, you know, pay for all of this. And yes, I may have another job where I work at an actual school district, but again, that's for all the other adulting stuff. The diner really helps me out with this. And I finally collected enough tip money where I feel I don't want to say necessarily I feel comfortable enough, but things just worked out in place where I'm going to be getting a Yeti microphone to be to start and continue recording my episodes. And you have no idea how excited I am about this. If you look back on the Instagram around the time of, I want to say May, April, when I was barely starting the podcast and its social media platforms... <laughs> I have a picture of me like looking at different mics I wanted to like invest in. However, because I had just bought in my MacBook Air that I use for school as well as to like create content and whatnot, and especially for school because with all the Zoom meetings going on, my little old MacBook Air that I've had since the year 2013, it was just not going to cut it and it was not going to survive all these Zoom meetings that I even still have Although I'm just focusing on my exams right now, if that makes sense. Well, passing them. And um, mi gente, so obviously buying a new Mac is a huge purchase. So that set me back a little bit in regards to like buying a more advanced microphone, even though my tiny little mic from Walmart has brought me a long way and I'm so grateful for it. It just feels so nice to finally be like, yes, I have a Yeti microphone. It's like, for me, that is like, To me, that's like when I see like a really cute outfit and I just want to afford it and it's just like just saving up all my tip money and then I just had that little giddy feeling like, yes, now like I'll be able to like maybe like, I don't want to say maybe, but you know, Yetis are definitely more high quality and ah, I'm just so excited for that, mi gente. All right, so that's enough what I would call chisme and I want to talk more about how to really... Find a way to sit yourself down and study for university exams. And like I said, right now, I'm currently taking my CSETs. Uh, well, studying to take my CSETs very, very soon. And I'm also like just redoing the math portion of the CBEST, even though I already am in program, to make sure that I get the best score possible because all those exams pretty much need to be passed before I can move on into the Masters of Education in my institution. And... I know I've definitely have had these conversations with my other first-generation colleagues, but a lot of these exams, the GRE, the CSETs, the CBES, all that, um, they can definitely feel like they're against us, like they're like they're created for other students that aren't minority and aren't first-gen. It's created for them to pass and succeed, but not for us, because we going through our education system as well, the higher education system, we weren't always given the resources in regards to preparing to take these exams. And to be honest, Miente, I didn't even know 
at the time when I was getting into program that I had to take these C sets and all these things. I knew the C best was a thing, but I had no idea that the C sets were a thing. And mi gente, I would be lying to you if I told you as my exam dates keep coming forward, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that there's moments where I'm like, wow, maybe the studying I'm doing is not enough and I won't be able to transition and continue on with my with the, the master's program at my Cal State. And it could really feel dismotivating because you finish all these courses, but then you have these exams. But here's the thing, Miente, when I do have those days where I feel like, dang, I'm not doing enough, I take a step back and I remind myself, you are paving the way for other students, first-generation students, to make it through, and you are leading by example. You can do this for yourself, and you can do it for others, because our faces, our backgrounds as first-gen minority students, they need to be seen and they need to be heard. And when I remind myself that, Miente, then I I feel the the you know I would I would describe the feeling very similar to anxiety. I start to feel it just tone down, and then I'm good. Now, besides the little ranting part, I also wanted to share with you how I've been prepping for it for like upcoming C sets because I know when you're spending a semester. Just either you're only writing your dissertation if you're like at the PhD level, or if you're only trying to take these exams, like in my case, to just pass them so you can move on with your classes and then move on, you know, move on with your classes, move on in whichever direction you're going towards in your program. Now, me and them be straight out. I don't study every day. Now, you would think, oh, but shouldn't you have to do that if you're taking these really important exams? Well, maybe for some individuals it may work, but for me, mi gente, it just, it does not work out that way because trust me, I've learned through my entire experience as a student that if I'm someone that just like tries to do any type of schoolwork every single day, like, and I mean every single day, just dedicate like five hours to it, it doesn't work out. I overexhaust myself. And then when the day comes that I have to turn in that project, have to take that test, whatever it may be, I'm just burnt out and I don't do as great as I may think I do. Now, so what I do is I actually study from Monday to Friday because then I feel like I'm then able to have my weekends more like free. And I mean more free in the sense where... I do pick up my diner shifts and I do work on like content things or whatever. So that's what I personally do. I don't like to bring it into the weekend until I have two weeks left into the exam deadline, if that makes sense. Then that's when I'll be like, okay, I'm going to add an extra couple of hours of studying on Saturday after my shift, but Sunday's no studying day. And when I do my math portion problems, I like to use whiteboards. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll also do my practice problems on like a regular notebook. However, being able to kind of change the scenery as I would explain it or describe it, I like to use the whiteboard because then it's just, it's a different scenery. I can write as big as I want and 
erase as much as I want, not use so much paper. And I've also always kind of done that in undergrad in specific courses where I just felt like I don't want to keep doing or figuring out these types of problems on my notebook paper. Let me go ahead and try my whiteboard and just do practice problems on there and all that stuff. Because trust me, gente, I don't want to say I'm not a math person. Okay, I'm not a math person. However, that does not mean that I am completely fit. Sorry, that does not mean I'm completely fixed-minded in wanting to learn math. Like, I'll if I have to, I will work on the problems, do my practice, but I have to like really motivate myself because it can be oh, those those word problems, all that stuff. It can be very. Uh, I, I can't even find the word to say because they, I don't like them. But that's why using whiteboards for me, specifically when doing math problems, it really helps out because then it's like it motivates me because I'm studying this type of content. I don't feel the strongest in on something appealing and fun. It's just those little things I like to do. And lastly, my study partner. Now, as many of you know, I have my intern, my sister, Karina, and as I've shared, it can feel it can feel kind of hard to keep yourself at a certain schedule in in a way when you're not taking classes and you're just focusing on writing your exam. I mean, not writing your exams, but doing your exams. Or if you're a PhD level student working on your dissertation, so you know it. You don't have that that structured class schedule, so it can feel a little overwhelming when you're like, okay, how should I structure this now? For me, I have my younger sister with me, so when I really need to sit down and study, even though her and I were taking, well, she's taking actual classes right now, I'm just studying for exams, we can hold ourselves to that accountability and just work. Now, if you don't have a sibling or a really close friend that you could sit down with and just study and there's no distractions, none of that, what I highly recommend that you do, especially with the virtual world we're currently living in is go ahead and reach out to any of your colleagues, any of your friends you may know, and you feel comfortable enough with to be like, Hey, can we set up like a zoom call or a FaceTime or a teams Meet or any other virtual platform that you can use and just keep each other accountable and keep each other company to study five days a week for about three hours And we don't even have to talk, just we have our screens on. We can even turn off our screen. We just like keep the video on. And while I'm working on math, you could go ahead and work on whichever classwork you're doing or whatever other other busy work you may be doing because that accountability and that company just makes such a difference when you're really trying to get things done, especially when you don't have like a structured class schedule. Now, another thing that I do, and you could you could pick it up too if you want to go ahead and try it out. And again, this just goes back to accountability and company in regards to like passing these exams that can feel so overwhelming. What I also do is there are <laughs> so there are days, mi gente, where I'm on my phone for hours, as you all know, because Estrellita really uploads those reels, quotes all that stuff. However, when I really need to like sit down and just do my practice problems on my whiteboard or my notebook, read everything and just get it over with, <laughs> um, 
I I FaceTime my mom. And you would think like, oh, but Estreita, didn't you just say if you have someone that like is a student, FaceTime them? Yeah, you could do that. However, if sometimes people are busy, like may, there's days where my sister, she may not have as much work that current day. So she wants to use her day to like chill, but I know I still need to like study. And that could be the same thing for a friend if I had a current friend right now to like study virtually with. However, with my mom, what I do is I'll FaceTime her on my actual phone because, well, one, if I have her on FaceTime, I can't necessarily be going on all my social media platforms because then if my mom sees that I paused her, she'll call me out. (laughs) Secondly, mi gente, my mom, she's someone that she's always... She's pretty much always doing something. If she's not cleaning, if she's not watering her plants, if she's not giving my pet pig, Poinky, a shower, (laughs) he's back in SoCal while I'm in grad school right now, or or any of that stuff, she's usually watching her telenovelas. (laughs) So she's not the biggest, like, social media person or anything like that. Like, honestly, she only got an Instagram to be able to, like, like things for the podcast like that's the only reason why and even then like she's only following like me and my sisters and that's it (laughs) so um I'll FaceTime her because then she doesn't really use her phone much other than to like see how we're doing so (laughs) while I'm doing things she'll then put me on mute I'll put her on mute but she could still see me and I could still see her but you know she's moving around doing her thing and I'm there working on what I need to get done pretty much. And mi gente, if you also really think about it, and I came with this realization last week because there was a time, a couple days, I was just so desperate because I was like, why aren't I getting as much work done as I want? I kept my mom on the phone probably every day for three hours. (laughs) Anyways, um, if you really think about it, mi gente, not only are you giving yourself that accountability and that sense of company with your mom or whichever guardian you you know you can have that type of relationship with, not only do you get all those responsibilities done, you also have that emotional connection. And let, let me explain it. Okay, so it's very common for students, and I'm, I'm using the word students, scholars, because it happens in undergrad and in grad school. Mi first gen gente, when we're working hard in our classes, when we're working hard in this or that, and we're not really close to home, it can sometimes feel difficult to like actually like check in on how everyone's doing. And I for sure during my undergrad was completely guilty of not calling my fam as often as I should have in regards to see how everything is going. Now, thankfully, social media exists, so I was able to keep up that way. But, you know, there would be times where I wouldn't hear from them for like two weeks, but it's because they knew I was busy because I've always just been like extra in regards to like doing my senior thesis, classes, extracurriculars, all that good stuff. However, now that, you know, I'm older, I've just experienced more in life as I, you know, I keep I keep growing and as a mid-20-year-old head, (laughs) I realized that you can stay busy in grad school. You can stay busy as your CEO, a podcast host, your nine to five, whatever it may be, but don't forget to fully, fully put in the time 
to just have that that connection with your family. You know what I mean? And I know families aren't always like perfect and there can definitely be a lot of a lot of certain reasons why maybe you may not want to call your guardians as often as you want or da 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 da. However, if you're someone that like in my case where like you're constantly busy or and but you still you don't want that to be the excuse that you lose or don't keep up as often with like how your fam is doing, then go ahead and try that method where it could be your mom, your dad, an older sibling, your abuelos. And if they have FaceTime or if they have any type of video chat and you know their kind of schedule where they can put you on mute, you can put them on mute and you're keeping each other company, go ahead and try that out because then they'll also feel like, wow, like even though I know she's busy, she, my estrellita or my my so-and-so child, because you are their child, like no matter how old we get, they thought of me and they're thinking of me to like keep me there while I step, while they're studying and working. And then that also like you bring in your guardians or whoever it may be, you bring them into, you know, your type of world where they're like, wow, Estrellita does put in a lot of hours to grad school. It's not just like sitting in front of the computer, da, 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 just things like that. Now, mi gente, also, if you really think about it, that's also really great for you to do because let's say you were back at home studying, working, and whatnot. When you do spend company with your loved ones, whether it be your family or super close friends, a lot of the times, because you're so close to that level, one of you will be like, like on your phone, the other will be on the phone, the other will be on their TV, but you're not ignoring each other. You're just enjoying each other's quiet presence. And we all we all really like that, especially if we come from big families. So doing the whole like keeping mom there, keeping dad there, keeping whoever may be there while you study, it's the same concept. It's just you're not physically there at the moment because you're doing your school responsibilities away from home. I just, I think it's a nice feeling and I just had to share this with you because that's helped me keep my accountability and putting more time for these exams while still keeping that close relationship with my fam to see how they're all doing and things. And, you know, it helps me kind of, it helps me stay organized. I can't even say kind of, like, I always feel like there's always something to do during the day. (laughs) But, oh, goodness, I, once I figured out that kind of method, I was like, okay, Stadea, I think you kind of know what you're doing with your life. You should let others know that because, you know, they might take something from it and try it out. All right, mi gente, so I hope those types of tips, the types of, you know, chisme I kind of shared with you kind of gives you, like, a better idea of, like, how you want to go about preparing for whatever exams you may take, whether it's the GRE, the CBES, the LSAT, MCAT, all that good jazz. But now, mi gente, it is time for everyone's favorite day, day, part, the quote of the day. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just like, you know, you know, like recognize one of my quotes that I've written because I'm surprisingly getting better at it which I think it's awesome because I tend to be someone where I over-elaborate on certain things. And obviously when you write a quote, people don't want to see like a five-page quote unless you're telling like a story, then it's not a quote. 
But, you know, I've kind of been getting the hang of this. And I, I have to say it's based on the time management I've been having and just like the time I've been spending trying to understand myself and how I work as a human being overall, you know? So, mija, cuando hay ganas y self-love, todo se puede. Because here's the thing, mi gente. If you are a hardworking individual, you get things done, responsibilities get done, everything, your bills are paid, you make your money. But if you're constantly bringing yourself down or if you're not fueling yourself with good food, fueling yourself with with water, with good thoughts, positive vibras, all that good stuff, mi gente, then what's the point? Like, what's the point of doing all this hard work to not only uplift other people, not only to leave a legacy for your path, what's the point of doing all that if you're not being kind to yourself? Because here's the thing, mi gente, I, I love hardworking mujeres. I will always do my part to empower and uplift the best way that I can. And I love seeing a good woman just hustle to get her money. But if she's bringing herself down constantly, and I can say this because I used to do it, then I'll be like, amiga, you're really grinding. You're killing it. But take time for you because you matter. You're the one feeling what you feel. You're the one feeling tired when you feel tired. You're the one feeling stressed when you feel stressed. Yes, you're accomplishing all these things, but be kind to you because you deserve it. And it's you only really have you at the end of the day. Because if the whole world loves you for all the hard work you put in creating fundraisers and creating social events and building connections, people will all love you for that. But you got to love yourself too, mi vida. Because then you may not appreciate yourself, all the hard work you put in, the same way that others are probably appreciating it too, if that makes sense. So I know there are so many amazing CEOs, grad students, entrepreneurs, whichever whichever chapter you may be finding yourself in right now in your life. I strongly, and I say this with so much amor and cariño, mi vida, please just work on you too. Give yourself your self-care days. Give yourself those awesome, you know, morning affirmations, evening affirmations, that journaling session, that, that, that awesome playlist, whatever it may be. So please just keep doing what you're doing. Keep hustling because I know so many of you are hustling. You're really making it, but also remember to take a step back and congratulate yourself. Recognize everything that you do. That's amazing. And maybe even not amazing. So then you can grow for a bit and then just keep going from there. All right, mi gente, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, Cafecito con Estrellita, on any platform you listen to your podcast to, as well as don't forget to follow the Instagram, Cafecito con Estrellita, and, you know, any other platforms I may have, which you can find on the Cafecito con Estrellita website. All right, mi gente, have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon.